0: It's impressive, it's big, it's exciting to think
1: about what could happen inside of there. But like anything else, it's never been done before. There's always a certain element of risk.
0: You never know for sure what you're going to get, because you've never done it before. And I think that's what makes this particular pay-per-view so exciting and matches like this so unique.
2: We did it from scratch. We decided we wanted to do something completely different,
1: something that no one had ever seen. So there's not a lot of drawing from the name. We, we started with a basic idea that this is what we wanted, was new, completely different. This has definitely been a big challenge for us and the production side of the WWE
3: to put this together in such a short time and to debut it here at Madison Square Garden.
1: And the designer came up with a conceptual drawing and we started looking at it, and in between our thoughts and the designer's thoughts, it was just kind of an ongoing molding of ideas
2: and enhancing ideas and enhancing design. It's a very high profile project. The Elimination Chamber is pretty much unique. This is the first time they've had something of this caliber. Tonight, we'll see it go up for the first time and know that what we came up with in our minds and what we drew on paper is now a physical element that hangs above the ring that will give something new to our show.
1: The whole concept of it was one of those things where you build it, it looks great on paper, it looks great when you see it, but we're the guys who have to bear the brunt of its awesome construction. It was totally um, intimidating just to see something like that. The uh, architecture of it was totally... um... Unreal. We'd seen pictures of it, but we hadn't actually seen it. People described it as interesting, but i describe it as uh, awe-inspiring. First thing that started going through my mind was, what can we do with this thing that maybe the fans haven't seen before? I was trying to think of what I
3: could do, and I also thought of ways uh, that I could use it to my advantage.
1: It is ten pounds! Twenty thousand pounds! Six men will go in, and one will survive and become the world's heavyweight champion. Who in the hell are you? I'm John Cena. John Cena, huh? Will you tell me, what is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? crush it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the ruthless aggression era podcast the only place where we decipher and dictate the ruthless aggression era from the start to the absolute finish and today we are going to take a look at the only the first survivor series on our timeline and the first ever elimination chamber match as always i am dave and i am joined by my co-host as always that is cj and mike how are we sir
2: <laughs> yeah not so bad mate you uh with um i'm really excited about this survivor series what about you mike
3: so I'm very looking forward to it, especially in the Elimination Chamber match.
0: Yes, um, obviously this being our first ever take, well WWE's first ever take at the Elimination Chamber, um, did you have, sort of, have any thoughts coming into this, uh, what sort of match you were expecting? Obviously we've seen Hell in the Cell Stacks matches, we've seen Cage matches, I don't know how familiar you are with like the War Games and stuff like oh, that WCW, so It's WCW. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird sort of mixture of everything. Um, was there anything that you were expecting, CJ, um, coming into the mid? Well, what you were expecting to get out of the match that's here? Um, I don't, well, to, to be
2: fair, um, when I was, like, yo- a, a younger age, I was really excited because it was something I'd never really seen and it's a concept that I, I was genuinely excited to see. Unfortunately, when I was at that age, uh, like we said before in the Rufus Aggression, um we c- I couldn't afford to pay th- to the pay-per-view um it was on skybox office so all I could do is go on wwe.com to find out the results I need their cave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um when I actually got the chance to watch the match through it like through it must have been about a year later so I actually got to watch the actual full match um wow th- that's just you know just a great idea and it just as if the ruthless aggression isn't good enough you know they go and top it with the brainchild
0: brand new, of Brand new match idea Well the brainchild of Eric Bischoff Is what they'll make you believe But here's a little quiz Who'll come up with the actual idea for the chamber?
2: Although I'm going to say Maybe Pat Patterson No
3: I'm going to say probably one of the wrestlers in the match
0: Yes
2: Jericho, John, no,
0: Jericho no. no Kane No Bopper No Trips Trips Apparently Trips worked closely with the creative team and came up with the conception of this uh, pod style uh, cage match wow. An object
1: of terror of vision
0: WWE Survivor Series, brought to you by Xbox, live this Sunday on pay-per-view. Um, so it's Survivor Series 2002. We are live from Madison Square Garden in New York, New York. So good they named it twice. Um, there is 17,930 people in attendance. It is November the 17th, 2002. Now the opening, uh, we get a video package as on all pay-per-views. Uh, this package we had a two, one focused on Brock Lesnar and Big Show from the SmackDown brand. And then the other video package focused on the elimination chamber match featuring the Raw brand. Um, so as I say, it was a packed house in Madison Square Garden. Um, it builds itself as the world's most famous arena, uh, and the crowd was ready to go as they showed us the elimination chamber above the ring. Um, so that leads us uh, to well to our announcers desk. We first cut to the Raw announce team of Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler as they welcome us to the show, which leads us to our first match. Now before that we go into any of the matches. Um, I want to know how it because for me this annoys me real, really does that it's a Survivor Series without any traditional Survivor Series matches in it
3: yeah Survivor Series you need to have the 5 on 5 matches
0: I'd a 4 on 4
2: uh, yeah Survivor Series uh, you have those matches and I don't understand why they they stopped doing it that, that's just something I'd, I'd love to know why they decided
0: to take that away would that be like what we discussed off air could it be that because the emphasis was on the chamber and they didn't like you had the opening match uh, that we'll get to in a minute that was an elimination match but it was a tables match and it was a six-man tag so it's like are they trying to say well you've got an elimination match do you know what i mean well there's your survivor series match but it's all focused on the elimination chamber do you know what i mean it's like yeah. um i think is it this there was survivor series 92 which didn't have an elimination match That had a Three on three It was It was like Natural, natural disasters in IRS against Fucking nasty boys And somebody else I don't know um, And then there was 98 Survivor Series Which was the Deadly Game Tournament That had no Survivor Series matches in it And then there's this 2002 one And have we had one since? That's had no Survivor Series I know now They, they kind of focus on Make sure these are traditional They call them Traditional Survivor Series matches Yes they have And that's probably like I think they have yeah Do you reckon they've
2: had They had uh... Brock Lesnar's team, the, the, you know, all the big guys all together. Oh, against Angle's team. I think it's Angle's team, yeah. I remember that. That was 06, I think, something like that. Smackdown versus Raw, yeah. they've had multiple ones, those on yeah. Survivor Series. I think that's, Randy Orton's quite popular for winning mm-hmm. those yeah. Survivor Series matches. But between 2002 and 98,
0: was there any? no 90, yeah, 99 Survivor Series, yes. Yes, 99 Survivor Series. Um, i'm trying to think of the matches i know two, 2005 series kicks no 99 nine five series was Kurt angles debut yeah uh, so yeah so you had uh there was the dudley boys and apa against uh no was it apa and the hardies against edge and christian and the dudleys or something like that you had them four teams in a tag team match then you had um it everybody come out looking like the godfather so there was a godfather d'lo brown I want to say the headbangers but i may be wrong against another team of four they all come out dressed like the godfather so yeah so they had matches in then 2000 yeah because you had a dx reunion uh, or was that maybe 2001 survivor series of dx reunion no 2001 was the invasion was it oh yes of course oh, of course so yeah 2000 you had it was billy gun china road dog and what's now Our truth as what they call a DX reunion because K you, Quick. Had K Quick, yeah, you had K-Quick because you had uh, getting rowdy because get him, get him obviously you had uh, Road Dog was now with him obviously Billy Gunn was now I think he was now known as The One yeah. Billy Gunn yeah, but they called it a DX reunion so I think yeah we have had matches from there on out I just think 2002 i I say with it being so much focus on this elimination chamber and um, so rightly so but I think at least throw one in there maybe to this opening match as we get to the opening match as I said it's an elimination match but it's an elimination tables match So, we have the faces of Jeff Hardy because I've got nothing to do, Bubba Ray Dudley because I've got nothing to do, and Spike Dudley because he's Bubba's cousin, going up against an actual team of three minute warning Rosie and Jamal and Rico. Hashtag fatty offence. Hashtag fatty offence. Or, as we get to a little bit later on this match, hashtag fatty defence. Yeah. (laughs) You're right, Jeff, jump. I've got you, mate. No worries. I've got you. (laughs) Um, So, the faces at the start of the match, the faces sent the heels out of the ring. Uh, the heels caught uh, Spike when he tried uh, when he tried an attack, so Jeff went over the top and took them all out on the floor. So we've had this is not even two minutes into the match and Jeff Hardy's already done a stun. He's already thrown himself over the top rope and landed on everybody.
2: I think the two people, uh, the two people in that match that got battered the most, that took the most like bumps was obviously Jeff
0: Hardy. And spike dudley spike Dudley, yes, he's there for he an ass kicking yeah. yeah he's there if you want to make a powerful move look even powerfuler do it on a tiny guy uh i, th- I know we're going skipping a bit of ahead, but goldberg rumble spear nunzio yeah
3: yeah
0: imagine that on mark emery it wouldn't have had the visual impact that it had in watching nunzio basically get snapped in off. I think one thing I'm, I don't know if you guys notice this,
2: but you know the, I mean, because Spike's such a small guy, you know, and all respect to him, he's a good good little wrestler, uh, but it's hard to pick moves for the, the smaller wrestlers to do on the bigger wrestlers, and when he does the...
0: Unless it's like no like, know your role or something, where Crash Holly could do power bombs to, like, the big show and stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm getting to the... Is it the, D- the Dudley Dog he does? He, yeah, do- he does it dog. to goddamn J- Jamal uh, Umaga. <laughs> like that's not believable.
0: Yeah. I know the Hurricane that he does. To fucking rose. That's not believable. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let's let's get into a little bit thick of the match. Um. Jeff Hardy he jumps off the top of a leg drop onto the crotch of Rico, which is quite a, a nice little spot. Uh. Bubba then told his partners to get the tables, which were all uh, located around the ring. Um. Rosie with a back body drop onto Jeff that sent him over the top to the floor uh, Spike was against a table, uh, Rosie charged at him and Spike moved So Rosie went through the table but it didn't count as an elimination Now this is my question because I remember way way back when when the Dudleys first brought this table match gimmick into WWE If you put yourself through a table well tough shit your own fault you're eliminated yeah. When did they seem to bring this rule in that if you put yourself through a table, then you're not eliminated?
3: They must run in for this match and then got rid of it straight after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like with the Rumbles. It's like some Raw Rumbles where if you eliminate me, I'll come back in and eliminate you, you can get back at match. But then other Raw Rumbles, where well, that happens, now we're both eliminated. Like Royal Rumble, I want to say 91 or maybe 92, it happened with Randy Savage, where Randy Savage got eliminated. Uh, no, so, sorry, he eliminated somebody, it could have been like Bad News Brown or something like that. He got back in, threw Savage out, but the referee was like, no, Randy, get back in. Now that happens modern day, like Brock Lesnar, last year's Rumble, the Wyatt family all eliminated Brock Lesnar, and they, after he'd thrown them all out, so it's like, it just seems to be, who's in charge of creative this week? Oh, well, right, it's up to you, you can be the rule maker this week then. Do you know what I mean? They don't, there's no uh, fluidity with any of the rules within WB. and this tables match is obviously yet another one where it shows up. Um spike um he nearly put rico through a table but three minute warning save rico and slam spike through the table face first it looked nasty it looked you would not like to be taking a table bump face first
2: yeah it's spike dudley he lives for that and <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so that's spike Dudley eliminated so we're now down to three to two uh, rosie brought with jeff into the crowd they set up a table by one of the exits uh, rico and jamal worked on bubba in the ring but bubba pulled rico in front of him and jamal splashed rico in the corner uh, Bubba bomb onto Jamal, and then Bubba went into the crowd and he attacked Rosie uh, with some form of metal object. I don't know if you all picked up what it was. I don't know what it was. It was just some form of, like, stick that he'd found lying around, but it was a lump of metal. Like, well, did you just have that in your back pocket, Bubba, or something? Um, and then that's obviously the, it's the famous, iconic Jeff Hardy Madison, Madison Square Garden Swanton that he replicated from the Royal Rumble two years ago, uh, where you've got uh, Rosie on the table, Jeff Hardy jumps on the top of the entrance ramp, uh, you won't call it a ramp entrance way. Somebody said they don't really have a ramp do they? It's just it's a door and go through that door, mate, rings there, you can't miss it. Um, and then obviously puts uh, Rosie through the table to eliminate Rosie, so we're now down to two to two.
2: I'm gonna say though, I don't think it was as much of a shock factor for Jeff Hardy to do that move as it was in the Royal Rumble. As a as a side note though, when Jeff Hardy did the a lot further down your timeline, but when he's got edge on that ladder. Yeah. and then he jumps from the inside of the ring off the ladder maybe 23 did, yeah. did he actually seriously injure edge there because i think he looked at I,
0: it's the thing is what and i've always said what you've got to look at with these ladders they are compressed sawdust that's painted silver that's why they snap like wood because they are wood but it's still got to hurt when that's getting yeah. flung at your. or like the i've seen wrestling well example we've discussed it before joey mercury at the ladder match where he broke his nose do you know what I mean He's, that, that maybe it may weigh as much as a, a piece of paper because you know what I mean? you've got wrestlers lift lifting up with one hand and stuff like that but taking one with the speed it's coming at you as well and taking one in the grill I mean it's not not pretty, it, not, pretty yeah. <laughs> not pretty at all. Uh, so back to the match um, Jamal brought uh, Bubba back, uh, back to the ringside area you set him up on a table in the ring uh, Rico went up for a moonsault um, and this on the on the network they edited it out But we all know from watching Survivor Series back in 2002 This happened So basically what you've got is uh, Rico is like he's looking for a moonsault or something along M lines And the spot should have been Jeff Hardy shaking the ropes to knock Rico off But now Jeff Hardy was high outside somewhere probably getting a talk on his bong or something forgot the timing so then you've just got rico stood there going jeff god damn it god damn it and then hardy finally gets there shakes the ropes what a terrible spot
2: i'm going to say it's a terrible spot and the reason why i'm going to say it's a terrible spot is this happened within what a minute and a half of jeff hardy jumping off the top of the entrance the yeah. entrance ramp so how is no jeff summer. hardy you know yeah in in re- real life if, if 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 some person such as jeff hardy Chucks himself off the top of a ramp onto somebody through a table how's he expected to get up within a minute and a half to go and stop rico from doing what he's meant to be doing they should have picked somebody else to do that spot not jeff hardy to you know shake the ropes it's just bad booking and and whoever thought that would you know whoever thought that up i mean is it the wrestlers that that
0: that thought that up or was yeah, um, i think it's probably been planned out this spot would have been planned out yeah totally totally think so
2: very badly times He's <laughs> yeah, just very
0: very badly planned out
3: who's yeah. <laughs> is as green as jeff's trousers <laughs>
0: oh.
3: <laughs> looks like any generic <laughs> backyard wrestler
0: yeah jeff hardy we discussed this off air uh, jeff hardy looks like mike believes a backyard wrestler i think something that you'd make on create a wrestler on smackdown versus raw what hair shall we give him blue Do you know, it's just <laughs> lime green, green trousers yeah with i know what i've i i can not be honest now just stick a white vest on him and get him done Bubba went for a back suplex off the top rope through a table, uh, but Jamal moved the table out of the way. Uh, Jeff with a drop kick on Jamal. Uh, Hardy threw a table at the head of Jamal. <laughs> Just fucking <threw> it <laughs> <at you bastards. laughs> Hardy then went to run across the guardrail uh, but Jamal had a table in his hands and he shoved it forward uh, so that Jeff went crashing head first into the table. Now, it looked like it really hurt but it didn't count as elimination. So now, for me, I know he's not physically putting the wrestler through, but he's he is to an extent. I know the wrestler's putting himself through, but Jamal's got the table in the way. He's he's purposely moved that table to put it in the way, so that should have counted as elimination. So that's the second time it should have fucking counted as elimination. Um, but obviously that didn't count. I say Jamal then he set up a table on the floor. He went to climb to the top rope and hit a splash through the table onto Jeff Hardy eliminating him. That was impressive. I've I've said before, and I'll say it, I can guarantee I'll say it numerous times. Jamal Umaga, whatever you want to call him, his splash is just yeah. for a big man to come down and he gets, he opens his body perfect. Very similar how he does a splash is how uh, remember when Valvinus used to do the yeah. money shot, how he'd open his body before he came down. It's exactly how Umaga does it, or Jamal or whatever. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant for a big man as well. And he's coming higher than he would be for a ring. What, what do you reckon the difference is on the floor? Three feet from the arena floor to the top of the uh, apron.
3: Three or four feet. Three or four yeah. feet.
0: So then, so you've got to take that into equation. That he's coming down with an additional three or four feet to come as well, and then he's got to go through a table. It's I know they say like uh, like we said too earlier where Jeff Hardy went through a table and Rosie kind of caught him coming down because how fat he were. This imagine that way around. <laughs> so Jeff Hardy's ribs. I, I hope them drugs you were taking, kid, were good, because <laughs> uh, that must have hurt. Hurt to hell. So so now Jeff Hardy has been eliminated. Uh, so we are down to two against one So we've got Jamal and Rico left against Bubba Ray Dudley um, Bubba worked on Rico in the ring um, He set him up on a table but Jamal showed up to save Rico from an attack uh, The two big men battled on top And Bubba dropped Jamal with a powerbomb through a table So we are now down to Bubba Ray Dudley versus Rico Fiverr says who's going to win this
2: I would say Bubba Dudley obviously <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> you've got you've got someone who's not been wrestling for that long, and get someone that's been wrestling for all his life who's not known- always with tables. Yeah, always with tables, and there's known to have been a bit rough. But-
2: yeah, he's uh, a lot of people have said like no pun intended. But he was a bit of a bully in
0: the ring. <laughs> so yeah, the, the it was weird. It was like the spot was obvious though because how Bubba when he powerbombed Jamal off the rope, it wasn't like Jamal was gonna do a fucking hurricanrana you know I mean, once you've got Jamal on that rope, he's only going one place. Uh, so it's down to Bubba against Rico, uh, but Jamal showed up to help Rico. Belly to belly suplex on Jamal from Bubba Dudley, but then Rosie went back into hell, into the ring, um, and then all of a sudden, Devon fucking Dudley only runs down aisle.
3: Thank God, That's Devon. The biggest pop he got all year.
0: The biggest, the biggest
2: pop he'll ever
0: get. And, obviously, Rico got put through a table with the 3D to end the match in 14 minutes and 22 seconds, so nearly 15 minutes for an opening contest. I,
2: that is yeah, rare. I was impressed by the, the opening match. The opening match was very, very impressive. Uh, great crowd starter to get everybody, you know, pumped for the event. And, you know, even though they did have a couple of flaws in there, um, all in all, I was
0: impressed.
3: I was, for an opening contest, as far as they go, probably one of the best ones we be see all... This yeah.
0: uh, we then cut to the world in Times Square where Stacey Keebler is there to introduce us to a performance from the band Saliva singing the song Always which is the theme tune for this pay-per-view
3: absolute
0: tune oh one of the best one of the best uh, and while they're playing the, while they're playing, performing the song uh, they show videos featuring highlights of the matches still to come um, then Rob Van Dam is shown backstage uh, doing a few of his stretches and then we cut to the Smackdown announced team of Michael Cole and everyone's fucking favourite Taz who were on the call for the SmackDown brand and for the next match, which is for the Cruiserweight Championship, is Jamie Noble with Nidia against Billy Kidman. I'm sick of seeing these two. Um,
2: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm sick of it, but I would say it'd be, it'd be nice for a change, um, but I think this match, you know, Billy Kidman, uh, we've discussed him previously on the last uh, podcast with his shooting star press which isn't amazing um but i would I'd, I'd probably say that yeah it'd be nice to see this this rival rivalry end um but when they are in the ring together they do produce a bit of cruiserweight magic i don't know if you might its it is it wasn't the bad match but all yeah
0: it's never a bad match it's just i all we've had since we started uh, recording these episodes Always has been, has been, been, been these jerry two or, or jerry flown thrown in, in there it's like one month it's to Jerry's gold, then it's Billy Kidman's go, then it's Tajiri's Jerry's goal again. What's up with the, What's happened to the cruiserweight division? <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, so the match itself, um, Noble uh, it gives Billy Kidman a net breaker early on to take control. Uh, Noble sends Kidman out of the ring and nailed a suicide dive. Kidman comes back with a drop kick after Noble jumped off the top for an attack. Kidman nails a fireman's carry into the knee, uh, sorry, the fireman's carry into the knee of the back, um, it's very similar to what, is it Ty Gillinger he uses that as his finisher? A lot
2: of people use
0: that, man. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been very popular, it's one of them popular moves that seems to have come back in, like everyone uses DDTs now, where 20 years ago, only 2 or 3 wrestlers used the DDT, and not many people use power bombs these days, not like they used to be used in the old yeah. fashioned way. Um, Noble with a falcon arrow, uh, and then Kidman with a slam that drove Noble's stomach first into the mat. Nidia pulled Noble out of the ring to avoid a shooting star press, so Kidman hit a cross body block onto the floor to take out Noble. Back in the ring, Kidman with a slingshot leg drop for two. Kidman, Kidman into the ropes, but Nidia grabbed his leg. She slapped him, and Kidman sent Noble crashing into her. Kidman hit the BK bomb for a two count. Backslide for Kim Kidman, Noble fought out and hit him with a Tiger Bomb for a two count, which surprised me there, that his finisher, um, in two count, so I'm starting to think, are they going with Billy Kidman to win the match at that point, He's hit his finisher, it's not 2017, we need to hit five finishers, a super finisher, to maybe win a match you know what I mean? This is still back where finishers kind of had a bit of believability yeah. about him. You kick out
3: of finishers like, oh my God. Yeah, do you
0: know what I mean? Like, when was it Brock that kicked out of Hulk Hogan's leg drop? Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? No one does that. <laughs> Last one to do that was like Ultimate Warrior and stuff and putting joint on that sort of pedestal, but hey-ho. Um, they battled on the top uh, with, on the top rope with um, Kidman slamming him off face first, uh, for his, like face first DDT, like his X-Factor style move from the top rope. Um, It was a great near fall, to be fair. Uh, Noble set up Kidman, uh, so that his feet were on the top rope. And he nailed a DDT for two. Now, uh, guys, think of the Randy Orton uh, draping DDT that he does now. Now, imagine that, but with the legs on the top rope. Oh, God. Yeah. So you are coming bang. You are spiking straight down. It was was nasty looking, to be fair. Um, Yeah, it was just... I think off the top. I I think with having small guys, I think it kind of helps a little bit. I imagine with the weight, if you've got someone the size of a Triple H getting receiving that move, you've got a lot of weight coming down on his neck. uh, But yeah, I I thought that was it. I thought that was going to be the finish. I thought they're just going to do something different and have a different finish, not just a generic signature move, finish a move, actually have something. But obviously that wasn't the case. I'm going to name.
2: I'm just going. I'm going to name two spikes two spikes that i've seen in wrestling that stand out to me and i want you to see if you can name any others all right so don't name the <laughs> i don't say spike dudley i was going to say spike dudley from spike moves
0: <laughs> spike tv
2: um <laughs> the spike pile driver that valvinus did to china yeah yeah and the spike ddt was it or yeah. is it that was done to rvd or is that an rko i can't remember no no but those are the two
0: spikes I, can I think, remember. I think just spikes in general don't don't do them anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I think spike spike power driver is the one I always remember. Um, I always remember SummerSlam '98 where it was supposed to be the New Age Outlaws against Kane and Mankind for the titles, but Kane was having one of his moments where he were not quite sure if he liked you or not. So it went to Mankind against them, and they finished with a spike uh, power driver onto a chair, um, and it just no stop. I, I can tell, uh, guarantee the reason why they don't do. Power drivers because wrestlers don't like to break their necks. like right, simple as Indies. Indies crack on. Angle. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, just ask current Angle. They don't like. It's not pleasant when you break your neck. I imagine. So that's why they've stopped doing pile drivers. You are a special breed of wrestling in the WWE. In Vince's eyes, if he allows you to pull out a power driver, but spiking anything, spiking anything is no. It's it's. I know a wrestling move. Um, it's supposed to be it looks like it's supposed to look like it hurts right but they don't want it to look like it Because a lot of kids replicate these moves do you know what i mean there is so much i remember me and my brother when we were younger we used to wrestle all the time and we'd be pile driving each other and power without knowing any of the the safety guidelines or anything now heaven forbid if we copied a spike pile driver do
2: you know I, what I, mean? I once got tombstone fractured a vertebrae or something in, in secondary school i got tombstone on the uh concrete floor Oh! and uh, then I got sent to detention <laughs> for being tombstoned and then the other kid got off scot-free I was fuming so I went to teach her and I said he's just tombstoning me on the concrete she goes well you're in detention for copying wrestling moves Christian and I was like well what about him she goes well he, he, she just didn't discipline him I was fuming
0: because he didn't know the name of the move <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a tombstone <laughs> um, so the finish of the match uh, Kidman with an Enziguri kick, and um, then went up to the top. Nidia tried to distract, but Kidman kicked her off. More women abuse, love it. More power to the people. Uh, Kidman then uh, kicked Noble down. Uh, Kidman hit the shooting star press for the win. 7 minutes and 29 seconds, we have a new Cruiserweight Champion, which is Billy Kidman. Yay! <laughs> Yay. But um,
2: the only thing I going to say about this, uh, Billy Kidman being the Cruiserweight Champion, the one thing that he doesn't bring, that Jamie Noble does bring, is charisma a little bit yeah called cool charisma um i
0: don't think billy kidman's got any has he no. when's the last no. time he did a really good interview no. that stood out you know what's more weird is that billy kidman now works backstage i know he's yeah he's him, which is quite funny uh him and jeremy noble have been having this feud for ages they now work very close with each other as road agents It's how life pans out isn't it um so we then cut backstage the great Uh, Was watching on the television backstage His tag team partner Chris Benoit was there Uh, Angle told Benoit to stay out of his way And they can win the tag team titles tonight Angle said that when we work together There is nobody that can beat them And he's fucking right there to be fair (laughs) Uh, Benoit offered a handshake But Angle said no Because he hugged him while saying Did you see that? Did you see
1: that? Benoit Did you see that? If Billy freaking Kidman can win the Cruiserweight title here at Survivor Series, then there's no doubt in my mind that you and I can win back the WWE Tag Team titles. That's if you can stay out of the team captain's way. What? What? You want to repeat yourself? I don't think I heard you. What? Say it again. You got something to say? Say it again. What'd you say? Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. No, Benoit. I see what you're trying to do, I'm not gonna fall for it. See, you and I, we're a team, buddy. A unit, amigos, partners, bosom buddies, friends to the end. And when you and I are together, there is no one, and I mean no one, who can beat us. So what do you say, partner? gonna shake your hand. Tag team partners don't shake hands. Tag team partners got a hug. Come here. We're gonna get him in, my buddy. Let's get
3: tough. Aww. eyes. They were the eyes of murder. <gasps> Michael! Michael!
0: Didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sullivan! <laughs> Sullivan, my son! Uh, so then we get another backstage segment with Chris Jericho getting ready for the Elimination Chamber match. Um, and then we showed some of the F-View camera videos. I don't know if you remember the F-View. We've seen them over the last couple of weeks of Raw. It's these secret private cameras that Eric Bischoff has had put all the way around the arena. So it can be a bit of a nosy cunt. <laughs> um, and we show Victoria. Um, she's getting ready for a match and freaking out because of the mirror on the wall. Especially all you saw. Thanks for that. Do you know what I mean? They could have replaced that with an interview. This is Victoria's first pay-per-view, I believe. Second. Second, first title match. Second. Second. Oh, fuck, me Fucking I'm full of fucking Pax Me today. <laughs> yeah, so, but at least maybe interview her or give her a give somebody a bit of mic time or... I don't know. Do you think it needed something extra apart from this fu camera sort of bollocks? I liked Torian? it. I, I, me,
2: personally, I liked it. I thought it was a good concept.
3: Well, you're yeah. full of shit. <laughs> yeah, it was too much, like gtv
0: yeah oh, yeah exactly um, but it was an interesting idea it didn't last for long let's say that no i think it's gone in a couple of weeks um we then get a video package um to set up trish stratus versus victoria for the women's title and um, it was pretty cool actually because their history goes back to when they were fitness modeling uh, fitness models uh, and victoria blames trish from preventing her from getting a WD- wwe job earlier than what she did so we're coming into our next match guys it's the women's championship uh, under hardcore rules so just to finish what i was saying then um you've got this you've got a blood feud now you've got a woman that you kept me from getting my dream job so i'm going to pick up every weapon that i can find in Madison Square garden and hit you fucking hard with it so there's jumping this this logic there's reasoning yeah there's there's a reason for these two to be together not just you are the and new divas
2: we have two women fighting with weapons yeah which is not cat fighting not cat and i'll tell you now i'm going to say this
0: if they if this had not been a hardcore match I don't think it would have been as good would have been dull. yeah totally would have been dull. i remember well, I, the only other women's hardcore match i can ever remember is like ivory versus tory not tory wilson yeah. Keynes tory uh back in like fully loaded 99 or 2000 or something like that and they just don't they don't seem to have dipped their toe in it again until now is that because they've not had the women that could take a chair shot they've not had the women that could deliver a chair shot Do you know what, all these ex-fitness models they've I know, obviously, Maybe. the irony, because the story of this Trisha Victoria being two ex-fitness models who are now wrestlers, <laughs> fucking irony, but, yeah, I, I don't know why they never did. Or, or just, I know, obviously, now, 2017, we're having, if a bloke can do it, the women can as well with the hell in the cells and stuff like that. but it was a different era back then. It was, everyone had a different mindset. It was weird you still kind of had a bit of uh, stereotyping within wrestling that if you're a woman, you're only good for this, this, and this. If you're a bloke, you can do everything um so yeah why not then and to be fair what a bloody match it was vicious Literally. vicious and violent you know what i mean victoria got uh, busted open the hard way like maybe broken nose or something like that it didn't look but anyway yeah. she so, looked
2: hot bleeding as well
0: <laughs> you dirty bastard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh bleed for me baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's uh, hot. so match starts as i say it's the woman's title trish against victoria uh, victoria choked stratus with her ring gear as soon as she got into the ring uh, victoria then choked her with a broomstick handle uh, trish slammed her back uh, to, to break free victoria then ran trish's head into a trash can lid and i love the noises that these tinfoil lids make um i remember years when i was younger we used to love the day where we were having pie and chips for tea because that's mean we had a big pie tray that come and oh me and my brother used to just crack each <laughs> other with that see if it hurts smash
2: <laughs> the best one uh, me and my mates used to use was uh... Back in the BFW days, (laughs) used to use a Quality Street tin lid. They make the best ping. (laughs) Ping.
0: (laughs) Uh, They went outside the ring, uh, Victoria whipping Trish into a trash can lid. Uh, Back in the ring, slingshot leg dropped by Victoria, got a two-cal. A trash can was set up against the turnbuckle, so Trish sent her into it uh, slingshot style. Trish then set up an ironing board, fuck knows how that got under the ring, (laughs) um, in the corner and whipped uh, Victoria into it for a two-cal. Trish then nailed Victoria with a Singapore cane. Another thing, what oh, the fuck's that doing under the ring? Mm-hmm. I always say this every time I sit and watch an hardcore match. Stuff, tables, fire extinguishers, of course. Yeah. Well, the animo board. probably there because they're women. Oh, Drives man in sports entertainment is also the sexiest man in sports <laughs> entertainment.
2: I'd love to
0: get Mark in a room with a female. <laughs> a feminist. <laughs> My brain was thinking different then. I'd like to get Mike in a room with a female. though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and a feminist.
2: If you are a feminist and you are listening to this show, tweet Please. at our
0: podcast. Let's know,
2: and we'll let you interview Mike. You can have a tu- you can have a chat with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Victoria then grabbed a, a mirror from under the ring. Now on the network, we noticed this: um, the mirror goes from being fine to being smashed without anything happening. So what happened? What happened? <laughs> So, they've obviously cut that out. I can't quite remember from back then. Uh, but from reading up on it, it sounds like that one of them smashed the other one's head into the mirror. Um, it's obviously, don't try this at home kids. But, if you want to pick up a broom that you use to brush his floor with and <laughs> choke him with it, no problem. But mirror? Too far, too far, too far. Um, the finish of the match, uh, Tri- uh, Victoria with a drop toe hold onto Trish as she charged with a cane. Uh, Victoria then went outside And got a fire extinguisher Tried to spray it Didn't work (laughs) Did fail? (laughs) Didn't work Forgot to take the pin out Someone must have told her in the car Victoria pin pin Took the pin out Did it again Sprayed her And then finished this match With a snap suplex for the Victoria. It came
3: so far out of left field
0: It was just 7 minutes and 1 seconds Of brutality Well 7 minutes 6 minutes and 58 seconds of brutality And then a snap suplex and a one, two, You sure you
3: just hit the widow's peak and that had been better bet yeah,
0: fish? just anything. I would have took a vicious chair shot or something like that. So obviously they're trying to build up that women like fire yourself. the fire
3: extinguisher itself.
0: <laughs> the fire extinguisher itself Spreading to the face, dink, stand side of head. One, two, three. I don't know why they had to. Oh, it's a wrestling match. We've got to finish with a wrestling move. and of all the moves they could pick up. Fucking snap suplex. I don't know. CJ, sort of overall thoughts on the match. uh good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, like I said, I'm going back to what I said.
2: Because it's a hardcore match, I enjoyed it more, and I was very impressed to see that Trish Stratus uh, and uh, Victoria were pulling out some, you know, quite aggressive moves with the weapons. And it just shows that the women are just as tough as the men. Um, because I, I, I mean, as a female, it, it probably—I don't know, me saying this or not—but like, so for instance, if like me and the Missus Mary had a game of Dead Arms, she's gonna, you know, I'm gonna give it. <laughs> it's gonna hurt her more it's gonna hurt me. So, it just shows the
0: toughness for the women, you know, they, they really have put it on there. Is It's that undertones of uh, being a bit sexist, there <laughs> <laughs> If I'm you're mad, a woman, I'm you a can't funny. take a punch. Basically, if you're a feminist and if you don't like sexism, right, let us know. I'll put you two in a room with CJ and Mike.
2: <laughs> and I'll give you a punch in the arm. And so I'll
3: give
0: you Aynie Boston. Punch in the arm. Get in now, you bitch. Uh, and uh, Dave will narrate it while it. <laughs> <laughs> And we then cut backstage, uh, Booker T was getting ready for the main event, and then we cut to uh, Raw GM Eric Bischoff, He was getting interviewed by Jonathan Coachman. Bischoff says that he has outdone the Stephanie McMahon by coming up with the Elimination Chamber. Then The Big Show woke up to him saying that Bischoff made a mistake trading him to SmackDown and to watch tonight as show walks out as WWE Champion. We then cut out, cut to um, backstage with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. <laughs>
1: What's wrong with you? You nervous? Yeah, Brock, I am nervous. Ever since Big Show showed up on SmackDown, I've been a nervous wreck. I asked you, I begged you not to pick a fight with this guy. And be honest with yourself. Please, Brock, be honest with yourself. Nothing has been the same since Hell in a Cell. And now you stand here tonight, you had to defend your title against a seven-foot-tall giant, and you have a broken rib? you spent the better part of the past two weeks coughing up blood? So yes, Brock, I am nervous. But now's the time to put that all behind us because tonight we're in Madison Square Garden in New York City my hometown and I promise you Brock Lesnar I will do everything in my power to make sure that my client leaves here tonight the WWE
0: Uh, Brock Lesnar's ribs were taped um, so they obviously tried to show the effects Uh, of the attacks on Smackdown Um, Uh, Heyman was saying that he's been coughing up blood and since he's got a broken rib Um, so it's Heyman seems to be doubting Lesnar a little bit and then Heyman finishes with My client leaves here tonight as the WWE Champion Ominous words there if you know what's about to happen
3: Seeds have been sown
0: Mm. So we get a video package then uh, to set up Lesnar defending WWE title against the Big Show um, Lesnar was a heel when he won the WWE title at SummerSlam and um, for his two month feud with The Undertaker but the crowd seemed to be cheering him for a lot. Um, he seemed to be cheering him a lot. Uh, Show was pushed as the dominant heel who took out The Undertaker by slamming him off the stage on SmackDown and he's also obviously tossed Lesnar off the stage. So coming into this, you are seeing the heel face dynamic of the crowd are cheering Lesnar. Uh, but this match, it only lasted for 4 minutes 18 for the WWE title. Probably had two massive talking moments was Brock Lesnar lifting that heavy piece of shit up for an F5. Uh, and this is Big Show at one of his peak of heaviness. Yeah. Uh, for an F5, which, fuck me, was impressive. Um, and then, obviously, the, the, towards the end of the match was the finish, where, after he delivered the F5, went for the cover, Heyman then pulled Lesnar out of the ring. What happened? I thought they were together forever. Blood brothers. United has won. Not anymore.
3: Heyman's face, though, when he realised yeah brought Lesnar when he
0: turns to Heyman and Heyman's like ah oh, yeah I probably shouldn't have fucking done that <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously the crowd um, exploded exploded um, when he lifted Big Show up for that f5 so let's say the finish of the match were f5 pin done right the crowd exploded you've got to now how the fuck do you go from getting Lesnar from who's a heel but he's got the crowd on him to being a face like that because you've got him so what they decided to do was obviously have Heyman turn so that natural progression then allows Lesnar to become face. Heyman sides with Big Show. And obviously Big Show, uh, they tossed a the chair into the ring. Uh, Big Show finished with the chokeslam uh, onto the chair. One, two, three. Your new WWE Champion was Jobber to the Stars three months ago. The Big Show. Thoughts? Uh,
2: yeah, I think overall... Shocking. I don't think it was it was I mean, shy
0: 4 minutes 18 for a, world, for a WWE title match yeah but they got a
2: point
0: across it was
3: shocking with the whole F5 to they the got, Big Show they
2: got across the point that they wanted to prove that Lesnar was strong they wanted to prove yeah. that Big Show could get suplexed, that he yeah. could get F5 and because they're both big guys yeah. you can't really do much more because remember these two have faced each other before there's a one that's a bit further down in Taiwan that I'm really looking forward to yeah. on Smackdown, the Smackdown with the ring break with the ring yeah yeah and then there's obviously when a couple it was a year ago when Lesnar just dismantled him
0: at a Royal Rumble. Uh, it was uh, actually two days ago at WWE Live them in Salt Lake City. Yeah, so they're facing <laughs> <real border>. <laughs> uh, He destroyed they, Big Show in about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, every match that they
2: have, it's always a, a short match.
0: Yeah, I think. I think it's because you have to, got two gas guys, and like you just said, then CJ, what can you actually do apart from a couple of throws and suplexes? Um, but yeah, they, I think you hit the nail on the head. They wanted to emphasize how strong he was. Uh, also emphasise the fact that he's now going to be a new champion. The fans are going to be on Lesnar, uh, so I think on the flip side, even though it was only four minutes eighteen seconds, you're going to leave fans wanting more. They, I, I want to tune into SmackDown now to see what Lesnar does. Like at the end of the match, when Heyman jumped into the arms of the Big Show celebrating, and then you saw him in backstage running away into the car and like two little fucking. That limo. <laughs> I
3: swear it only caught the Big Show's knee. The- <laughs> How he got in that car, I remember. <laughs>
0: Um, so then we move on a uh, video package sets up the triple threat match for Smackdown's WWE tag team titles For a third straight match at Survivor Series a third straight title has changed hands Will a fourth
1: change hands in the next matchup? It is a triple threat elimination match for the tag team titles Rules are simple, three teams but two men in the ring at once Yeah, basically it's easy Cole, you can pin anyone at any time Pinfall or submission and you're eliminated The last team champions are Edge and Rey Mysterio but they don't have the advantage in this type of a matchup i'm telling you this triple threat tag team match for the tag team
0: championship has got classic written all over it you got it the teams were Chris Benoit Angle, Edge and Rey Mysterio and Eddie and Charvo Guerrero uh, now obviously building up to this Benoit and Angle won the tag team titles at no mercy in what i'd like to think is probably one of the matches of the year yeah um and then edge and mysterio won the titles from them in the two out of three falls match on smackdown which brings us to this show now i don't want to go into this too much because i feel like every episode we spend so much time sucking dick of kurt angle of chris benoit um was there any highlight standout moments from this match from yourselves Yeah. great
2: mysterio so I just have—I don't know, I just a bit of a Tourette's there. <laughs> Rey Mysterio.
0: <laughs> Elaborate?
2: Yeah. He was, for me, for the first time, over Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Rey Mysterio was a standout star in that match. Because if you see some of the moves he was pulling off, and the way that he kept diving over the top rope, and just putting his body on the line, um, by far, Rey Mysterio was the man in that match, for me. I
3: loved uh, Les Guerrero's like, Tactics like start a match, wind everyone else up, and then stand on the outside of ring
0: ring. Of course, perfect heel brilliant. dynamic,
2: absolutely brilliant.
0: Because, yeah, yeah well, the, the, the
2: Los Guerreros they were the bad guys and that, they were the heels, yeah. yeah. Uh, Angle and Benoit they were in between,
0: they're proper tweeners, aren't yeah. they? Because people want to cheer for them because they're fucking that damn good. And a couple of key moments, let's just discuss briefly the eliminations. How pissed was MSG when Benoit and Angle got eliminated first? And that was by Edge when he hit a spear uh, on Benoit to pin Benoit. Yeah, they were annoyed. They um, were never
3: going to let Angle take
2: the pinfall. Oh, no. no, no.
0: You, you look at Angle and Benoit you can see which one's got a brighter future than the other.
2: Just remember. Remember where they are. Remember where this event is. It's at Madison Square Garden. The smartest wrestling yeah. fans in the world. So they know who the right people are to cheer. Whether yeah. you're a heel or a face, they will cheer the right people. And obviously, they were annoyed that Benoit and Angle got eliminated because it's been one angle mm. um, and it was a shock to me the result of the
0: match i'll be honest yeah so um as, as you just said then the result and um, how the, the end of the, the match finished and um, eddie was seated on the top so edge launched ray into his top rope hurricanrana where he just slingshots him up there uh, but charbo was there to save eddie from being pinned and um, ray hit the 619 onto eddie but the ref was telling edge to get out of the ring so charbo hit ray in the back with the title belt Eddie, uh, eddie the sorry then applied the lasso from el paso uh, onto Rey mysterio leading to a tap out and that's it in 19 minutes and 25 seconds so again they're getting pushed in 20 minutes new tag team champions eddie and charvo or los guerreros as they go to be known shocker oh, is it? Shock. Yeah. Shocker!
3: think about this baby every time i so far, new champion
0: yes I, i've yes so we're now three for three yeah, the thing is,
3: Triple was, H must be
2: uh, <laughs> I was, I was thinking the exact same though. Like a lot of people, like back then when they were watching this pay per view, they probably thought we're probably going to have a new champion now at the Elimination Chamber if this is the way it's going.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That, that logic starts well after maybe two or three. It starts setting. Just hang on a minute, every belt switch stands out. So yes, maybe. It may be. Um, Kane then was shown backstage getting ready for the main event. And then, Chris Nowinski walks out to the ring in his Harvard jacket. Uh, He insulted the New York crowd for being stupid. Matt Hardy version 1 then made his entrance to join the festivities. Uh, Matt said that New Yorkers aren't stupid, they would be classified as losers. (laughs) And then they agree on the (laughs) term. Boo! Did you hear the crowd? They
2: were were saying, shut the fuck up. They were cheering. Shut the fuck up. Um,
0: He said that he he thought he'd see the building full of matitude, but they are sucking the matitude out of him. And he's uh, he's choking more than the knicks but they both agreed uh, and they said that um they're not losers they're just too stupid to know any better uh, but they agreed that new yorkers are losers and stupid uh, so pointless segment really but or building up for one bit
3: Holler if you hear me
0: uh, we get the debut or the re- re-debuting of one big pop pump scott steiner now, we've not seen Scott Steiner since the 90s, early 90s, when he was part of the tag team with his brother Rick. Um, but he was seen, I suppose, in 2002 as one of the main guys in WCW. Mm. So I remember him coming over and getting word that Scott Steiner was coming. I was quite excited because I oh. saw Steiner as a big guy, as a Kevin Nash, a Goldberg, a Flair. That's how I, I think WCW, that's how they portrayed it, and I got sucked in. So I was very lucky. I don't know about yours, was, but I was uh, very Andy, looking forward to Andy, it.
3: Andy's got the physique that Vince loves.
0: Oh <laughs> it up. Yeah. What
3: does he like, Michael? Big sweaty man.
2: <laughs> it looked like if you look at Steiner's arms, though, it literally looks like he's injected cement into his arms. <laughs> it's just like those, those, those. Look at Lesnar. leather looks more like a genetic freak, like, but he's in proportion.
3: Yeah. Steiner's got muscles or muscle, muscles or muscles or muscles. It just
0: doesn't look right. Like. Um, big, there, was a, there was a couple of spots uh, where he, he delivered a clothesline to Nowinski, and then a belly to belly suplex to Nowinski. That heart. clothesline stiff. Uh, the, the Overhead suplex to Nowinski. It was like he's once I've once I've let go of him, it's his problem now. That's he felt like I'm just throwing him in up in air. It's up to you, Nowinski, whether you want to land. <laughs> uh, it was like it's just what a bastard. Uh, and then he finishes after destroying. Uh, he does a gorilla press slam onto Nowinski. Uh, it destroys them both. He uh, then gets on the mic after doing a few push ups because obviously Scott has got to always be pumped. Mm-hmm. So he's being proper pump. It took me years to realise what that, what that meant. That he was a big popper pump because he was constantly exercising. I just thought it meant like he I'm full of. I thought it was a joke on his steroids. <laughs> 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 and then he gets on the mic and he says, This goes to all my freaks in New York City. Big popper pump is your hook up. Holler if you hear me.
2: Okay. <laughs> what is a holler? Hey! 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 <laughs> come in! Is that a
0: holler? <laughs> yeah.
2: <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> well so the next time SCORE!
0: CLEEEEEN SCORE! CLEEEEEN! I've heard you! <laughs> what about if you can't quite hear it, but you can like. <laughs> And you go SCORE! SCORE! And he goes You can't hear him say What? I can't hear you so I'm trying to holler but it's not working!
2: <laughs> do apologise guys uh, The uh, Our recording software is going through the roof at the moment <laughs> The bars have just Exploded
0: out of the laptop. Uh, so, um, just a little bit of analysis on that. Obviously, Scott Steiner now is coming to the WWE. Um, he's attacked a Raw and a SmackDown guy, so he keeps, still keeps you guessing. Obviously, they've been playing up for the last couple of weeks. Is he going to Raw? Or is he going to SmackDown? And my old concern is that it looks like Scott Steiner's coming in as a face. Now, we've never seen this character as a face. No. Do you know what I mean when, he's, when he first started aligning with the NWO and he dyed his moustache and his beard, he was still wearing Steiner... Uh, gear when he was wrestling with his brother we only ever saw this big pop pump as a heel i can't see it working as a face
2: no and he, he he's not he's not face material he's no. he's a natural heel such as people like randy orton or brock lesnar
0: speaking of randy orton oh. we then cut to a rnn breaking news just to let you know my shoulder's feeling a bit better and then it comes back to her inside so it's around there i like how they're keeping him relevant but at least try and make it a little bit interesting.
2: That, yeah, it caught him in just as Shawn Michaels was about to say why he was ready yeah. for
0: the match. So yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it was just exactly. It was just before he was about to open his mouth. Then the Randy Orton breaking news. So I like. I, I do like these moments. These spots, but. Make it a bit more like, I quite liked how he was explaining, there was a couple, I think it was maybe two or three and news newsers ago, he was explaining a bit more about the muscle damage and stuff like that, even though he was joking saying he was 33% back to its normal health, but it he was saying what was the problem with it, why not, do you know what I mean, why not educate, than just do, waste time by just saying two or three lines, it's, I don't see the point, uh, but then, we get to a video package to set up the elimination chamber match for the World Heavyweight title, and obviously, you have got Triple H, you have got Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Booker T, I'm Rob Van Damme. Rob Van Damme <laughs> <that's> the <thing. laughs> Relevant there, RVD.
3: That knee that Triple H took to yes, his throat. Yes,
0: that is probably the what I'd like to see, one of the most talking points of this match that are never discussed. It's no one, no one remembers that Triple H nearly, like, basically, I don't know what the long-term effects would be. Would you lose the ability to speak?
2: I have no so it's, idea. Right
0: on, it's right on the, the larynx is like the voice, voice box etc isn't it yeah. so obviously breaking it would stop your ability to breathe or whatever but yeah the when rob Van then went up onto the top of the uh pod the one of the empty pods uh, he delivered a terribly looking frog splash uh purely because he couldn't get no elevation because of the roof of the chamber and he just fell knees first across triple h's throat and triple h carried on for another 20 minutes He's winning me over as much as he's burying motherfuckers left, right, and centre. He's like he won me over back in two thousand and one when he ripped his quad and then carried mm. on wrestling the match for ten minutes against Benoit and Jericho. Um, so yeah, he's fair play on him.
2: Is it he just showed... imagine if
0: that was Sin Cara when he fucking dislocated me from
2: I just think it shows that Triple H is a legit tough guy. Yeah, you know I think that you know there's, there's only a handful you can think of like Austin when he broke his neck, carried on, Angle, broke his neck, carried on, um, but now, like you say, he gets to... NEEDS MORE STEROIDS. Yeah. Gets, Keep saying it. Gets, Needs more steroids. 2017 and like... Blow on Seth
0: Rollins and he'll break his fucking leg. Has he broke his leg though? Oh, is, I don't know. Do we know that? I'm still deter... I believe it's kayfabe. Yeah. Only because, and I'll tell you, I was speaking with Kedar and Jay about this, when someone's out injured... They'll never send a notification out on the app saying that he's been pulled from the live events this weekend, and they did that with Seth Rollins. And then everyone's on everyone's on social media saying, "Oh well, they um, they showed a photo from a hospital room. It's got to be real." I remember back in 1998, where Vince McMahon were in hospital and Mick Foley brought in a clown to cheer him up, and then Dr. Austin and he beat him up. <laughs> so anything can happen in these hospitals in America. So don't just trust that he tweeted. Oh, look at me pool there.
3: Well, I remember this he- time when a T went grocery shopping
0: him and edge when they were, was it him and edge or, no. or him and austin weren't it you yeah. know, they were fighting in the supermarket yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yeah but it's just this. i think people yeah. because people keep saying that kayfabe's dead because of the um the life that we live with facebook twitter dirt sheets etc i'm so hoping that this is a bit of kayfabe that would be hard, trying to keep hold of it all of a sudden two three weeks time seth Rollins will come out of crowd out of nowhere triple h has gloating about how him and samoa joe they've Eliminated Seth Rollins out of the picture uh, Rad, 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 rad All of a sudden Bang, Rollins appears
2: Who goes over who? Just really quickly I mean, uh, Triple H Triple H as a Rollins Yeah
0: Yeah Triple uh, H don't fucking lose it man, yeah. Not these days Not as part time Triple H Didn't yeah, last year
2: he, Yeah well, he keeps losing That's the thing though but he's, he's lost He lost to Reigns yeah, Of course he Lost he the he reigns, to Bryan Lost to yeah. Bryan Lost to Taker
0: He's on a losing streak at the minute No, beat Sting Oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that Yeah that was the last WCW guy Yeah well, that was just a guarantee, wasn't it? Final nail in the fucking coffin. Um, but let's, let's quickly go into the Elimination Chamber match as, as a whole. Um, so, the, the rules briefly. Uh, four superstars will be confined to the internal chambers. Two superstars will start in the ring. Every five minutes, another superstar will join the match. Elimi- elimination occurs. I feel like fucking the think. <laughs> elimination occurs after pinfall or submission. The last remaining superstar will be the World Heavyweight title. So, just to give you a bit of an idea of the order of entry. The match started off with Rob Van Dam and Triple H. And then the next person to enter was Chris Jericho. The fourth man to enter was Booker T. The fifth man to enter was Kane. And the sixth man to enter was Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels is coming back to this. He's fully fit. But we are saving him for that epic pop. When the other three, when they come out of their pods, there was a countdown. And then there was the flashing light. You didn't know which pod was going to be picked. There's only one left. When you see that clock counting down, that... MSG were erupting and then the minute that uh, chamber opened Michaels came out Now I want to touch on quickly Triple H bleeding or blading after about 30 seconds into the match Now I know we've discussed it before and every match I enjoy a bit of blood but two minutes in Do you know what I mean? And all he's done is got thrown once into the steel.
2: Yeah, but he wants to obviously we've been triple H's brainchild he wants,
3: wants it to look, to look a like a proper yeah, yeah. but
0: surely then that way. surely the the agreement should be then every single one of us bleeds, because if the cage so are you trying to tell me that, that uh let's say a booker t has got a softer head or a harder head than triple h because if they take identical same moves one of them bleeds one of them doesn't
2: uh if we were getting scientific about this i wouldn't uh, let's get <laughs> fucking scientific about
0: it. um and then well jericho a bit further on jericho he got he started bleeding but his Jericho's never bladed. nasty Jericho's never bladed he had a big bump on his head yeah he's never bladed there. Yeah. he always uses so the blood looked, packs yeah so that looked that looked nasty that but he, that looked like he'd been busted up on the hard way because he had a bit of a gash so maybe Michaels were blading. Michael, blading Michaels loves blading Michaels and Flair are best at blading yeah. Flair's hair is the best at blading <laughs> um, so let's just get through the first uh, was RBD getting them made by Booker T um, after booker hit a uh, missile drop kick and that was just after rvd had come off the the cell or whatever the, the pod onto triple h what we discussed when he nearly broke his neck or fractured his larynx or whatever um so the commentary tied laying it on thick saying that rvd may have got injured at that spot which is why he's been eliminated so fair enough bit of logic behind it i suppose the next elimination was Booker t he got eliminated by chris jericho um, after Kane hit a chokeslam onto Booker and then Jericho hit a line sole onto Booker to eliminate him. The next elimination from that was uh, Kane. He, um, <laughs> three finishes it took to get rid of Kane. Three, Kane hit three chokeslams. He hit a chokeslam onto Michaels, one onto Triple H, one onto Jericho. Um, he, Triple H avoided a tombstone by pushing Kane into Michaels who hit a super kick. Um, and then Triple H hit a pedigree and then Jericho, just because uh, a super kick and a pedigree aren't going to put you on your arse, hit a lion's salt just to make sure. Now, uh, this annoyed me, this, because you are building Kane up that He's just, he just hit three individual choke slams on the three guys that are left in the ring. And then all three of them had to combine to, to uh, with their three finishing moves to put him over. But the pay-per-view before last, or the pay-per-view last one, Triple H could beat Kane on his own. Yeah. Just, it's stupid isn't it there's no there's no logic <laughs> a set of bastards basically um so then that uh, that left us to chris jericho and triple h and Shawn michaels the heels worked over michaels uh, for the majority of typical Shawn michaels of modern era 2000s Shawn michaels we i love god and all that Shawn michaels Shawn michaels plays the john cena role perfectly he, we have got michaels against triple h in a ring both bleeding both battered i just think this elimination chamber was forty five minutes long, but it was forty minutes building up to the final five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it was all focused about you only knew coming into this there were one or two guys who were gonna walk out with the title. It were gonna be Triple H or Shawn Michaels. Because that's all the emphasis has been put into this. All the emphasis it's only the last couple of weeks where you've had Booker T's and your Jerichos and your Ron Van Damstar speaking up because Bischoff has put them into the chamber with these guys. So you know I mean? it's just I don't know, I think I thought it was an awesome match. Like the finish itself, um Triple H, he uh, caught um, Shawn Michaels in a pedigree and the crowd was proper booing. They were not happy. Uh, but Hunter was too tight to cover. He slowly crawled over with one arm covering uh, with one arm covering Michaels for uh, the two count, But Michael's got his shoulder up. Michaels with a back body drop um, out of a pedigree. Back into the corner. Hunter's up. Michael's chewing up the band. Switching music. One, two, three. What an ovation.
1: He's still in it. Triple H couldn't believe it. He thought he would get three there. And the game runs out. He's going to tie the game. Uh-huh. One more penalty. He's going to stand the up. Look, Look out. Look dropped the game. He came out of it. Take
3: it Take it
2: Michael's to win. To be honest, I didn't think he'd walk out
3: of the champion. I I thought trips were gonna keep the title, but when Michaels, when I was, it was still good. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it was a shame. It was Michaels' last world title run. His career. spoiler alert! <laughs> so the,
2: yeah, the next night on Raw when he walks out, dude,
0: he, epic. You're in. I never expected, like I'm, I remember, massively remember, he's one of my favourites from when I was younger, Shawn Michaels. And mm. When he had to leave after WrestleMania 14, I never expected Shawn Michaels to A, be ever back in the ring, but B, to have a world title run. Now, I know it's not the WWE title, but it is a world title, and it's a recognised world title. So, seeing Shawn Michaels, even though he looks like a fanny with that short hair, it looks, yeah. looks like AJ Styles, uh, soccer mom haircut, um, but to see him um, win that title and S- celebrating in the corner with all the streamers and everything he had so much of a um, like feel a proper good, a feel good yeah like a proper championship winning defying i've defied all the doctors orders i'm back i'm champ very much like daniel bryan wrestlemania 30 yeah. he won the title yeah it was that same all this build up and whew, do you it's that sort of release from everybody um so there's showing right off the air with show uh, michael's holding up the title uh, the show had a running time of two hours and 43 minutes so not even a three-hour pay-per-view not even i don't know if you felt it shorter felt, than felt, it felt yeah, shorter than modern day raw um, and
3: five times as good
0: <laughs> so that has been survivor series 2002 in the bag out of sight as always as we always do on these pay-per-views cj i'll come to you first i would like to know your match of the night your worst match of the night and if survivor series 2002 was a wrestler from the ruthless aggression era who would that pay-per-view be
2: okay so the match of the night would be the elimination chamber for me um the worst match tonight that's quite hard. Uh, but i would have to go with the women's match Ooh. the i was, if i was going to as a wrestler i thoroughly enjoyed survivor series i thoroughly enjoyed it so i would i'm going to say triple h bastard <laughs> that's
0: what i would going to go for <laughs> <laughs> uh, mike same questions match of the night, worst match of the night. And if this pay per view was a wrestler,
3: match of the night, the chamber match because first one ever, it was just so historic. Worst match, I'd have to say, possibly the cruiserweight title match, merely because of the outcome.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Fuck you, Billy Kidman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if Survivor Series two thousand two was a ruthless aggression superstar. Ooh.
3: I have to, have to agree with Christian Triple H.
0: Oh, Triple H, you're going to be happy. Um, well, fuck your Triple H, I'm going to change my fucking head <laughs> Um Match of night for Mood Chamber, obviously. First one we have ever seen. Best one we're ever going to see. I don't want to say yeah. um, Let's play k babe. we've not seen another one yet. It's going to take a lot to fucking top that. A lot to top that. Especially the finish and the, like I said, the good feel factor. The feel-good factor, sorry, I'll show Michael's winning. Uh, worst match of night, Cruiserweights. Exactly the same reason as you, Mike, for the outcome. I love Jeremy Noble, and I'm so depressed now he's not. Yeah, boy. come <laughs> on, boy. come on, boy. Um, match of the night. Chamber, like I said, worst match, that one. Um, if this was a pay-per-view, I'd have to go with something. D'Lo Brown. Because everything about D-Lo Brown's moveset makes me go, wow. When he first debuted. Because no one used to do a sky eye no one did a running powerbomb. No one did a frog splash the way that he does a frog splash. And everything about this paper per view made me go, what? It's impressive. Yeah. I like that. Mm. So, that has been Survivor Series 2002. We have been your hosts. I have been Dave. Joined, as always, by CJ.
2: Yeah, cheers. Cheers for having a... Being, uh, just a little a little side note for you guys. To let you know where we're recording. Woo-hoo! We're actually recording in the Jobber's Attic. <laughs> uh, where the job is at it was filmed you can watch on youtube but that's where we're you filming you can't you delete all the videos and just say no you know we're not like we won't hide the fact that what we've actually we've gone through a little tutorial online to get a better recording for you so right now we're recording in pitch black um i've all the doors and windows are sealed sealed all the windows we've
0: literally followed some bullshit know-how thing on the internet so it basically could have been just some guy taking the piss and having a laugh but yeah basically step-by-step guide to get the perfect audio uh, so you tell us you tell us but yeah we've done we've done everything we've sealed everything um we've turned everything off he even said to turn the fridge off and we're fucking up third floor
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so if somebody does fart in this room then it's gonna it's no a stink out. and B you up <laughs> on my phone.
0: Um, so yeah, so Mike, as always, thank you sir for joining us on this epic journey that was Survivor Series 2002.
3: The King of Dry Style has been happy to be here. The King
0: of Dry Style! Oh we've changed it, the King of Dry Style. And guys, as always, thank you ever so much for taking the time out of your hectic lives to give us a little play. Whether that be Soundcloud or iTunes, we appreciate all the support. Uh, And just to give you a quick refresh, here's soundcloud.com forward slash R8 Era Podcast. Search for R8 Era Podcast in iTunes. Twitter, Facebook, R8 Era Podcast. We get to keep things nice and simple. But from me, it's been an absolute blast. And until next time, which will be our Roar and Smackdown reviews,
3: peace out, people. people.
0: Who in the hell are you?
3: I'm John Cena.
0: John
1: Cena, huh? Will you tell me is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best